welcome to episode two of the Bagels and Locks podcast for the 2022 NFL season with David Santola. My name is Chase Midorski. Uh, and I will say this, based on my Survivor Pools participation, uh, this was a crazy week one to bet on in the NFL season. Uh, my pool, and again, this isn't even spread. We usually fix spread. This is just a money line pick the winner pool. 521 members to start the week. 355 were eliminated. So that should tell you wow. how much of an absolute clusterfuck week one of the NFL season was. Yeah, I certainly felt it. Um, this week was pretty much impossible to bet. So if you made money, uh, Godspeed. Good for you, I guess. <laughs> Should we just get right into the recap? And then we will have our this week's very, very, very special guest on. Yeah, I guess. You want to recap first? Sure. Um, I went a very workmanlike three and two this past week, which I'm very happy with. Uh, I'll do the two losses. I think both of us got this one wrong. Alabama minus 20 and a half versus Texas. Uh, neither team scored over 20 points. So 20 and a half obviously did not hit. And I don't know about you, but once I knew the bet wasn't going to hit, I was rooting for Texas all the way. Yeah, this one sucked. It's it losing bets sucks. Losing bets in like the middle of the second quarter, like we did here really sucks. So other loss. Did you have the Niners bears game? Nope. And Niners minus seven versus the bears. Uh, little did I know that this game was going to be played in a monsoon in Chicago. Uh, and in Northern California, it does not rain often. There are not monsoons. The Niners were not prepared, and the Bears won. So that was a second loss. Uh, three wins, though. Ravens minus seven. As we said, don't overthink this. The Jets stink. Uh, USC minus eight versus Stanford. Back the pack. I hate to say it. USC looks legit. I don't know if they could stop anybody, but they're going to score a lot of points. Uh, and Bucks minus two versus the Cowboys. Did the Bucks look great? No, but. That got hurt and the Cowboys looked worse. Uh, and when the spread is minus two, sometimes that's all it takes. Um, that's your five? That's my five. Workman-like, three and two. Oh, congrats. Three and two is <laughs> nice. That's a, that's a good week. Um, I'm happy for you. I was a very, very less workman-like one and four. Um, and if you want me to be honest with you, to all of our faithful listeners that I would never lie to. Um, for a while this week, I was, uh, I was, I was 0 and 11 on all of my slate. So the Brooklyn bridge was looking mighty nice come Sunday night. Thankfully. Um, that seems like one of those things you keep in your head, Dave, and you don't put on a recorded document, but to each his own. <laughs> sorry to, to any uh, future <laughs> psychologists out there listening. I'm not suicidal. Although I guess it'll depend on how this week goes. Um, but yeah, I, I got my one win Sunday night, Tampa Bay minus two and a half. Um, Cowboys are going to stink this year. And then I lost New England plus three and a half. That was another one that I lost somewhere in the middle of the second quarter. So I'm sad. Um, Jets plus seven. That was pretty much a, a sunk bet from the get go. Um, Rams plus two and a half. Another one that I lost really early on. I w- Wow. And then the last one was Bama, which was a lost bet right from the get-go. So I wasn't even close, really, on any of these bets. That's that's how much of an absolute train wreck this week was for me as a betting man. So if it makes I'm you gonna, feel if it makes you feel any better in terms of like a football bounce back, you're you're playing me in fantasy this week, which based on my team's performance in week one should be more or less a sure thing for you. 
Yeah, look, fantasy went well, the Giants won. So it's not all bad times in football land, but in football betting land, it was all bad times. Um, so this week, I'm looking forward to rethinking my approach. Um, I got a whole new strategy um, that I'm, I'm really excited to roll out here today. So you guys will get to see that in a, a few short minutes. Um, Chase, Wait, we all good on the recap? Can I introduce be- our guest? Before you get uh, introduce our guest, a referendum on my previous comment. I actually am projected to beat you in fantasy this week. Yeah, we'll see. I feel good about my squad. Yeah, my team notoriously underperforms and plays very mediocre team defense. I think I'm the points allowed winner, or I guess winner or loser every single year. How would you define what I'm trying to say? I, I would define it as the thing that all mediocre fantasy football players say, they always claim like, Oh yeah. You know, I, uh, Oh no, I look, no, no, no. In, in my defense, you know, last year I admitted my team sucked. <laughs> it did. It was a bad team. It was, it was my team sucked and bad team defense. Um, anyway, let's yeah. Introduce our guest who's full of bad takes and. All right. This likes, week and likes bridges on, on the bagels and locks podcast. You may know him as the artist behind Let Them Eat Cake, album out on all major streaming platforms, and you can purchase it on iTunes, I believe, for $9.99. Um, we know him as the worst gambler that we have ever met. Some of you may recall the 2021 March Madness um, um, issue where Jay, I believe he lost 21 wagers consecutively. Um, so here he is, our, our good friend, the mush Jay. Guys, it's uh, such a pleasure to be on your podcast. I really couldn't imagine being anywhere else on this Wednesday night, listening to worse takes than my own. Um, and I'm, it's, uh, good to be back. Uh, many people don't know that I was once on this podcast. However, like JFK's original autopsy results, uh, that original appearance will never see the light of day. All right. I have a few observations before we start talking sports. One, if there's nobody, nowhere you would rather be on a Wednesday night to talking to us, uh, domestic bliss must be treating you terribly. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Jay and his girlfriend moved in together uh, a little over a month ago. Uh, and, and two, to Dave's point, do people buy albums anymore, period? <laughs> I hope they do. Like, Jay, um, you're the closest thing to like a recording artist we have, which granted is a remarkably low bar with the three of us. Like, do people buy CDs? Even the bands I love, I buy tickets to their concerts. I certainly don't buy CDs. Um, I would suspect that vinyl probably out- outsells CDs at this point, like old vinyl pressings or even new ones. Our friend Anthony likes to buy digital albums on vinyl because he thinks it looks cool. Or you have people like our friend Jordan last week who you know think they're hip and trendy by buying reissued version of old vinyls. That's right. I got gotcha. you. All right, Jay, well, you know the rules. Five picks, football only this year. Um, I'll make the first pick. I'm going to go with uh, a Homer pick here. We're going to go UCLA Bruins minus 15 and a half for the South Alabama. Am I confident the Bruins are going to cover? No. Uh, but we beat Alabama state down last week. We beat down Bowling green week one. Uh, and our offense is good. And this is South Alabama. It is not North Alabama. It is not East. It is not West. It is South. It is the worst part of the state of Alabama. Um, It's the part that when Forrest Gump ran across the state, he skipped this region entirely. So for that reason, Bruins minus 15 and a half as we continue our absolute albatross of a schedule to start the season. 
I'm going to keep quiet on this one. I don't think I have yeah. uh, anything to talk about in UCLA or South Alabama football. I have driven across South Alabama uh, on the way from Atlanta to New Orleans. And I can tell you that it is a beautiful, stunning part of our great country. And I can only imagine that the football that comes out of there <laughs> looks a lot like the landscape. Um, so I'd be worried for the Bruins. Um, and uh, I don't know about that one, Chase. That, that seems like a, uh, a trap game. Why are they favored by 15 and a half against a team that I didn't know existed? I think you just answered your own question. And this is me showing my maturity because a couple of years ago when you made that comment about the landscape, I would have had some witty offensive retort. Um, but now that Jay's trying to be a judge in a few years, I'm keeping it to myself. Uh, so Dave, over to you for your first pick of the week. I'm going to kick it to Jay. I want to hear his pick. Um, okay. Uh, I'm turning straight to the NFL. My first pick is the Arizona Cardinals on the road at the Las Vegas Raiders plus six. Um, I think this is a wild overreaction to last week. I think, uh, the cards came out really, really flat. Um, which is, which is reasonable against a Chiefs team that was getting undersold all offseason. Um, I think the cards bounce back here. I actually even like the money line. Uh, I think the Raiders are bad. I hate Devontae Adams, and I hope that he goes the way of Henry Ruggs without the results to third parties. And so for that reason, I'm betting against the Raiders all season, uh, which starts here. I love the cards plus six. I love the money line. Um, I think this is uh, an easy game. I'll jump in. I love the Raiders this year. I'm taking a minus six for my first pick. Um, I'm just, they're going to be good. This offense I, got a lot of weapons. I have no analysis other than the fact that I can't believe you just said you wish somebody turned into Henry Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point, actually. We were told to keep it PC this week, and um, and you're coming out with stuff like that. So that that's out the window. It's, uh, you know, Dave, that's a it's classic right-wing tactic, and I'll just leave it at that. On to your pick. Uh. <laughs> absolutely absolutely you know he wanted to soften us up so he could come in as the bad guy it's classic jay yep <laughs> i know my, that's my pick raiders minus six Derek <laughs> Carr, <laughs> lots of weapons on offense let's go dave i gotta be honest that line has moved even since i looked at it. i actually looked at it yesterday it was six it's gone down to it's gone down to five uh even in just the day the 24 hours since i last checked um but i'll still I'll, I'll still take it at the plus five um for the for the record on the podcast all right, let's set it at five for both of us. All right, I'm staying in the college ranks. I got a ranked matchup here. BYU at Oregon. BYU number 12, Oregon number 25. Oregon got beat down against Georgia week one. I don't think they're obviously that bad. Uh, BYU beat Baylor at home 20 to 26, number 17 in the country. Good win last week. This BYU program, they're heading to the Big 12. They're a team on the rise uh, really these past couple of years. You know, I mean, it started with Milf Hunter, Zach Wilson, put him on the map. Last year, they followed it up with some more success. This year, I think beating, I think that Baylor team is better than this Oregon team. Uh, and ultimately, when it comes down to it, I think Dan Landing's a good coach. I think Oregon is set long-term. Um, but I just do not trust Bo Nix. I think he's so turnover prone. I think BYU plays really smart football. Um, and at the end of the day, is this a trap game? Maybe. But they're plus three and a half in Eugene. Give me the Storm and Mormons, BYU. Plus three and a half. I think you just bet these these Pac-12 games because you know we don't have anything to say about them. This is at you're least just a ranked, shielding yourself least a, from criticism. This is at least a ranked matchup. <laughs> yeah, look, and I agree with you about Bo Nix. He stinks, so I'm with you there. Oh, I'll jump in with criticism. 
I think that Chase uh, has not been following the news and recently BYU has been in the news for some unsavory reasons. Um, allegedly, one of their fans was screaming racial slurs at a Duke volleyball player during uh, a women's volleyball match. And uh, now it's coming out that maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it did. Jesse Smollett, I don't really know. But the main point problem is that it sort of is like, a, you know, when the mascot dies, you bet the team always. Chase is going the opposite direction here, betting the team that's in the news for all the wrong reasons. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. It kind of looks trappy to me, too. I'm not betting it. I'm not touching it. Um, I just I have criticism because I thought Chase was supposed to be the podcast good guy. And now he's betting with maybe racial slurs. Wow. Yeah. Last season, you bet on the side of the vaccine and now you're betting on the side of the questionable Mormons. I think I'm with Jay on this one. I'm betting the ducks. I was my fraternity's racial sensitivity chair. I have very high moral character. That's my final statement on the matter. All right, Jay. So uh, for my second pick, I am going um, another kind of overreaction game. I love the over in the Bengals-Cowboys game. I have it at 43. Um, I think the uh, Bengals offense looked a little out of sorts last week. I think they get it together this week. I think Burrow really has a great week. And normally blowouts, um, you know, kind of – uh, go a little bit low, but I think that uh, Rush puts up some garbage time points uh, for the Cowboys. I love over 43. I think that number is just way too low for an NFL game with way too much talent on both offenses. Who's going to start for Dallas this week? Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. That's who we're betting the over on. We're betting the over on Cooper Rush. Yes, sir. I'm in. I say- my, my second pick is actually the under here. I love um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. It is. No, it's um, not. Yes, you're, it is. No, you're, <laughs> you're going third, so you could just fade all my picks. No, no, no. My pick, my pick is Bengals-Cowboys under 43 and a half. You had it under 43. It's different. Um, I, Joe Burrow could put up 31 here, and I think under will still hit because it's, it's – you said Cooper Rush? I believe that's his name. It's Ben Denuzzi. Who is that? You know, what's his name? The, the guy they had last year. Anyway, that, whatever. That guy, was a, that guy was a beast. Yeah, Denucci. Okay. I, oh, yeah, that was – I think it was Brett. Brett Denucci. Ben, ben Denucci. He went to James Madison. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, no, it's not him. It's Cooper Rush, and the Cowboys are going to put up 17 points, and it's going to go over. The Cowboys right. put up like nine points with Dak. They were they were working out, and Tampa Bay's got a real defense. I mean, the Bengals don't have a real defense. Didn't I mean they just gave up what twenty three points to the to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, but on a short field, every drive. Come on, it's going over. We'll see. All right, so Dave, you made your second pick, so I guess it's over to me. Guys, I swear to God, when I made this third pick, I didn't realize it was a third game with a Pac-12 team. I apologize. <laughs> um, I'm going Michigan State plus three and a half versus UW. I've seen UW play a lot of football the past two years. I just don't think they're very good. This, to me, is the same team that really underachieved last year under Jimmy Lake. Um, yeah, they've kicked the shit out of their first two guys they played, but it's been Portland State and Kent State. Mel Tucker's going to have this Michigan State team fired up. 
ready to go for a nightcap. Again, they're the number 11 team in the country, traveling across the country. Could it be a tough uh, trap game again? Sure, absolutely. But at the end of the day, I just think Michigan State's the more talented team. Give me them plus three and a half. Big 10 exerts their muscles and uh, continues to wonder why they ever took Pac-12 teams in. You're a coward for these Pac-12 bets, just so you know. I know you know what you did. Two of them are against ranked teams, though. The only, like, one completely out of left field is UCLA, and I went to school there. I have nothing on this pick. I don't even know where to start. I'm Like, are we, are we picking football? Are we picking women's tennis? I mean, we may as well have Mort back for just – Okay, well, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Pac-12, Conference of Champions, they do have great women's tennis. Uh, but That's all right. that said, uh, we are picking football. I, you could have fooled me. We are Dave? picking football, and I'm betting against the Pac-12 in two of the three games. I just don't even know where to go. Like, I can't, I can't give any hot takes. That one, I'm, I'm, I'm flat. I, I feel bad. This is Chase is just taking all the rhythm out of this podcast. I actually think I, I actually think I did the most impressive thing you could do. Uh, maybe not just in life, but especially on this podcast, I silenced Jay. I bet his girlfriend wishes she had that power. Uh, Sam, if you're listening, just start talking about Pac-12 football. And <laughs> that'll get him to shut up. Uh, Jay, over to you for the second pick. Uh, this is the third pick. We, we're, we're so deep into the Pac-12 at this point that Chase can't even count. Um, but I have this as my third pick, and I love the Bucks minus two and a half. I think they wiped the floor with a bad Saints team um, that barely uh, beat a bad Falcons team last week. Um, I don't understand this line. It screams trap, but I think the Bucks are good enough that they'll break through it. Uh, I got Bucks minus two and a half. This was pick number four for me. Yeah, I, I think this is another one. It's like how I felt about Jets Ravens. Saints barely escaped against the Falcons. I know the Saints have had their number or has had Breeze's number over the past few years, but you know what the main difference there was? Uh, or had Brady's number. Drew Brees was playing quarterback for the Saints then, not Jameis Winston. They have showed a complete inability since Brees retired to utilize Alvin Kamara, one of the most dangerous players in football. Bucks, that sounds like a fantasy grievance, like a significant fantasy grievance. No, my fantasy grievance was that he scored six touchdowns in the third place game rather than <laughs> in, in the semifinals. But no, I, I just think you watch this team. You know, I think the Saints are one of those... Uh, it's something you see in baseball a lot, I think more so than football. The Saints are one of those teams that are sort of in between where it's, we probably need to rebuild, but we're going to assign some veterans to make it look patchwork and see what we could do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I think the Bucs are going to kick the crap out of them ultimately. I mean, Tom Brady rejuvenated Julio Jones, who looks like he hasn't been able to walk the past two years. So uh, I agree. Bucks minus two and a half. Dave, over to you. You guys smell that? It smells what? like a rat, this line. This uh, is a rat line. I thought maybe I you smelled with my you. fart. No, no. We're over Zoom for those of, of you who are just listening and, and can't see us. Um, it smells like a rat. This is a rat line. I smell cheese. I don't know why it's only minus two and a half. And for that reason, because the Bucks are such the obvious pick, I'm taking the Saints at home plus two and a half. Who doesn't love a home dog? I'm taking the home dog of my boy, Jameis Winston, to the crib. Lock it in. Look forward to beating you both on this one. All right. So I just made my fourth pick. So Jay, I guess it's back to you. Um, 
I am taking the under in the Seahawks 49ers game. Uh, I have it at 41 and a half right now. I, it was 42 last night. I, I, if you see six touchdowns between these teams, uh, I have a bridge to sell you. The, the, these teams' offenses both stink. The 49ers running back just got hurt, as they do every year in the first game, it seems. Of course, I picked one again, uh, second year in a row that I've made this mistake. Um, uh, frankly, the 49ers offense in on a muddy field didn't look good. Uh, the Seahawks defense uh, stood tall, although they got moved on pretty bad last week. I, I don't think that they put up any points this week against a really tough 49ers D. I don't see six touchdowns between these teams. Um, I think it's going under. Jay, this is crazy. You won't believe it. <laughs> wow, I'm shocked that Dave's fading me again. Wow, it's almost like this is the bit for the whole show. Crazy. Premeditated. This is crazy, wow. guys. This is crazy. <laughs> Seahawks 49ers over 42. Geno Smith. Trey Lance comeback game. Book it. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. I missed a lot of Jay's analysis because I was watching the Yankees not turn an inning-ending double play against the Red Sox here in the eighth. Uh, but it's 42 points. I mean, Trey Lance can't. Oh, he missed the base. He's out. Uh, sorry for my enthusiasm there. I like the over in this game. Kenneth Walker's back, Dave. We like Penny in this house. No, we like Kenneth Walker. Go Wake. Go Deeks. You picked against Michigan State. No, you actually you picked them. Nope, nope. We we ride with Michigan State. Wow, what a bonehead mistake by JD Martinez. He totally missed the base. Um, all right. So this is my fifth and final pick. Yeah. Yep. God, I have I have three games written here, and I really don't feel great about any of them. Um, and I can't. Oh God. All right. So last year we talked about how I bet against the vaccinated quarterbacks. Um or against the unvaccinated quarterbacks. This week, I'm going to roll with one. Uh, give me the Commanders plus one and a half at the Lions. I know it was one week, but this Lions, uh, Guardians offense looked pretty good. I know Wentz will probably throw five picks this week. No, 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 no. They're not the Guardians. The Commanders, whatever. You're mixing up your, yeah, your, your fake, your new Native American slur. I like team. to just, this is why I just liked it when they were the football team. That was really hard for me to fuck up. Um yeah, I don't know. Their their offense looked real solid, and the Lions. I think they're going to be they're one of they're going to be one of those teams that are in every game, but I think they'll just come up a little bit short. I like the Guardians or the Commanders D to play well here. I like Terry McLaughlin to go off, and we'll go from there. Terry McLaughlin. I didn't realize he was Irish. I don't know. <laughs> How do you say his last name? McLaurin, McLaughlin. I don't know. <laughs> no, actually, he played softball in the Livingston Lancers. He was all state. <laughs> was he years, on the fire department? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's on me. You see, that's that's just good old racially insensitive Chase over here. Oh man, that uh, on top of also just completely bricking that whole segment. Chase's pick is also <laughs> just also not a good pick. The Lions moved the ball like crazy against the Birds last week. Um, I'm not. It's not one of my picks, but I like the Lions minus one and a half in the spot. If I was a soft coward like Jay who picked unders, this is the under I pick at 48 and a half. Come on, come on. These teams are not going to put up almost 50 points, but I'm not. So that's not my pick. I don't pick unders. I don't watch football to watch defense and. Punts. No, I, that's why I watch red zone. 
then you don't have to see the defense or the punts. You just see the fun parts. You just get that when you watch the Packers, right? We saw a lot of punting uh, <laughs> last week. No question. I know about you that. Did. The Packers offense looked like Aaron Rodgers gave every single player on the fucking field ayahuasca before the game. <laughs> no, <laughs> but without but without any of the fun parts. Yeah, it was it was awful. I, I'm surprised we didn't get a Packers segment. Um from either of you i sort of predicted it um, it just wasn't worth i had my i had breath. talking points prepped actually for for it um especially because your team is one and oh and mine is zero and one which might be the first time in the last five years that the packers have had a worse record than the giants yeah i mean we just didn't want you to rub it in our face 10 weeks from now i've watched enough football to know how this all ends so there you it's go fun right now but not putting anything on record plus your quarterback is uh not vaccinated and I don't want him to give me COVID. No, he's immunized. He's immunized. <laughs> he's immunized. You don't. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. He's, so is our. Immun- so so is our friend's family. They're not fucking vaccinated. Moving on. All right. Uh, my last pick. Uh, which now it's mine too. Right. Which Dave is going to take the opposite side of? Um, is the Indianapolis Colts minus three and a half? I, I'm picking all Vegas overreaction games here. Um. I really think the Colts are going to come out way hotter um, this week on the road, fired up uh, after just an abysmal tie against maybe the worst football team to touch turf since the Lions went on 16, that Texans team. I can't believe they tied a game. Um, It was pathetic. And I think the Colts come out really strong. I don't really see who on the Jaguars is going to stop Jonathan Taylor. I think he could rush for 200 yards this week. Um, and I love the Colts minus three and a half on the road here. I, you are the worst better I know. And I am quickly becoming second or very close to tied with you. And I absolutely agree that the Colts should blow them out this week, which is why I feel really good about having to ultimately take the Jaguars. And I will be betting all of these games to fade you, Jay. Um, and I have just no doubt in my mind that you're going to lose all five of these. I've seen this movie play a million times since we were like 19. Um, so awesome. Thank you for making me pick against myself and you, because now it's basically a lock that the Jags will cover. They'll probably, I'll probably take a money one. I was going to say all of your logic is right, Jay, but I've just seen the Colts fuck up games like this so many times, no matter who's playing quarterback. You don't think they got it out of them last week. I think that was their game where this, where they screwed up. Like, no, I mean, look, at the end of the day, they talk about Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz. The guy they got to replace him is the guy who orchestrated 28-3. So. This is true. You know. This is true. I, I like Matt Ryan, but let's not make it seem like they got fucking Peyton Manning back in Indianapolis. They have Peyton Manning in the last year of his Broncos career. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. With, they have Peyton Manning with a broken neck. Okay. Right. Um. All right. Dave, let's recap the picks because – I don't want anything to distract us from this final segment. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right, I'll go first. I have, um, you know, incredibly strange coincidence and a first on bagels and locks. I have the exact opposite slate to our guest, Jay. Um, truly a one in a million coincidence. So it's going to work out for one of us and not the other. Really excited to see which. So that slate is Raiders minus five, Bengals, Cowboys under 43. New Orleans Saints plus two and a half at home. Seattle, San Francisco under 42 and Jaguars plus four. You have the you have the over uh in that in that Hawks Niners game because I have the under. 
Yeah, that's what I said. I have the over. Okay. I have my Pac-12 trio, UCLA minus 15.5 for Southern Alabama. BYU plus 3.5 versus Oregon. Go Storm and Mormons. Sparty plus 3.5 versus the Huskies of Washington. Bucks minus 2.5 at the Saints. Washington plus 1.5 at Detroit. Um, so last week for our final segment when we had Jordan on, we let Jordan talk tennis. And, you know, Jay, unlike Jordan, doesn't really have a go-to sport. He's got a lot of opinions. You know, if he had a sport, it would be debate and angering people. Um, but that's not something you can really bet on. So and when we were. So, I'll just say that you're all welcome for uh, not letting Jay do the politics corner, because that would have been truly uh, would have inflamed some some anger in a lot of our listeners. So. So one thing Jay is very passionate about other than. I, again, had another joke to make there, but I'm going to keep it to myself. One thing Jay is very passionate about is the Atlanta Braves. And Jay automatically assumes, I think over the years, because I'm a huge baseball fan, that I am watching and following every pitch of every Braves game, which for those of you who know me know is not the case. So over the years, um, I have gotten many funny takes from Jay uh, about the Atlanta Braves, some good, some bad. Um, and I went through my text dating back to earliest text we have here in terms of a Jay Braves take is from February 23rd, 2020. Trump was still president at this time. Wasn't even close to being voted out of the office yet. Um, so I just thought I would share them. Uh, so we'll start with that text of February 23rd, 2020. Uh, and to give some context before this text, Austin Riley is so good at baseball that Jay's Braves recently gave him a 10-year $212 million contract to play there until we are in our mid-30s. This is what Jay said on that day. Are we going to have Austin Riley play third? Don't really see the approach here. If the Braves make the playoffs, it'll be sheer luck. They almost won the pennant that year. Riley can't hit her field. I have never seen somebody wave it off speed pitches like Austin Riley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Austin Riley is the worst defensive third baseman uh, that plays every day in baseball this year, by the way. So that part of my take remained true. Later that year in the NLCS, when Riley hit a big home run, he said, I know, man, I was so wrong. My uncle in Atlanta tells me twice a week. Um, then 2021... I don't know. I kind of just glossed over that year. Uh, I also realized today, Jay and I text way more than I thought. There was a lot of shit I had to come through. Um, so, Jay, interpret that however you want. Uh, so, this past year, when the NLCS was 2-2, and again, the year before the Dodgers or the Braves had, what, a 2-0 lead in Blue the Series? Or was it 3-1 lead? 3-1. When it's 2-2, Jay said, not really sure this could be much worse. Their bats are alive going to Atlanta. It is literally the same series as last year. The Braves proceeded to win the next two games and went on to win the World Series. Uh, this, was just, this was in the World Series on October 28th. The infield defense is fucking – I have fireball here. That has to be a typo. Uh, they have no interest in winning this game. Darno's arm is so bad, they are stealing third. They won the game, and they won the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> on April 18th – on April 18th, 2022, these are just funny at this point. Has anyone figured out why Sean Newcomb still pitches professionally? The Braves did. They released him soon after. On <laughs> April 29th, 2022, as I expected, Arcuna and Darnold are not playing. The Braves are not going to win. They played the Rangers that day, and they won 6-3. to three. Um, This is a series of Matt Olson tweet and text 
And Matt Olson, um, probably going to win maybe like a gold glove this year, replace Freddie's having a good year. This is from May 14th. Maybe Matt Olson is really good. But I could tell you one thing. I never saw Freddie Freeman let a routine ground ball go through his legs in a one-run game on the eighth. This was followed by a text an hour later. We won. All is forgiven in an hour. The next day, Olsen is straight up awful in the field, dude. Guy is completely unfocused. Whatever he had, he left in Oakland. <laughs> Which was then followed up on May 30th by he has not done a single or useful thing on this team in 50 games. Can't run, can't hit, can't field. Uh, and for those of you who are keeping track at home, just for context here, uh, Matt Olson has 28 home runs, 91 RBIs, and 41 doubles. How many steals, though? Maybe he really can't run. He has no steals. Has not attempt, Has yet to attempt to steal this year. Last but not least, in true Jay fashion, uh, Kenley Jansen blows a two-run lead and the next day goes on the injured list Within a regular heartbeat, the guy has a heart condition that could genuinely threaten his life. This isn't like an elbow injury. This we is would only be heartbeat. lucky if it threatened his life. The Braves <laughs> we are literally every day. Alex Anthopoulos <laughs> sits in his office and goes, can Kenley's heartbeat please go off kilter? And Jay That's goes, he sits there and Jay goes, damn, guy blows one, two run lead and folds like a sack of potatoes. That's the second person you've wished death upon this podcast. That is certainly a Bagels and Locks record and one that I hope we will not be breaking anytime soon. Henry Ruggs is still alive. He is currently awaiting trial for killing a woman. with Incarcerated for life pretty much is similar. Luckily for Henry Ruggs, he's an NFL player and will likely get out in eight years. Today, I got one. The top of the order went 0 for 16 with... 7Ks. I thought that said 17Ks. I was like, that's impossible. Uh, all of which is to say, if you really love baseball, don't tell Jay, because if you do, he's going to text you about every bat of every Braves game, and most of the time, as we've just revealed, the takes are going to be fucking bad. Listen, I'm honored that you've uh, felt it necessary to share with the world all of my Braves anxiety. Uh, we're the current defending World Series champions. The Mets gave up six runs in the first today and look like I, they will lose. So we will still only be half a game back in the division. And uh, I look forward to a repeat and me being just as angry about it as I was last year. See you in the playoffs. I will see you both in the playoffs. That's all I really have to say about that. Uh, fellas, any concluding thoughts for this week's podcast? Any things you're looking forward to for the week? Sports, entertainment? Women, I don't know. You relationship guys, you never know with you nowadays. So just lay it on me. Um, I'm looking forward to the Packers uh, dominating the Bears as they have for my entire football watching life. They're favored by 10. It's way too many points. Uh, but I expect them to win as they always do with Aaron Rodgers, our uh, immunized quarterback to say something wildly inappropriate to the cameras, just like he did last year. Dave? I can't believe they weren't on your slate, Jay. You didn't even bet the Packers, no? Did you watch the game last week? I mean, I, was I the only one who watched? No, I mean, no, Jay, I made it abundantly clear. We don't watch all the teams you root for. Okay, understood. Uh, but if you watch the highlights, they were grotesque. They lost to a notorious anti-vaxxer on Kirk Cousins. Dave, anything you're looking forward to this week? No. Just another miserable day in the life of a 
of a terrible gambling football season. Maybe we'll turn it around, but it's feeling unlikely. So yeah, I will nothing. say uh, I'm going to a music festival this weekend. See here now. I'm very excited. Um, and one person who is a friend of the show who will not be named um, and tends to be very anxious told me he purchased some magic chocolate bars for the festival. And when I tell you there is nothing I could be possibly looking forward to less than dealing with him after eating said chocolate bars, I, I, I can't even explain that fact. <laughs> Just replace it with real chocolate and let him, let him think he's going on a little trip. I think that'll be even worse somehow. I'm, I'm not 100% sure how, but uh, yeah, you know, just food for thought there. No pun intended. Uh, Jay, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Dave, good luck. You're going to need it. Um, and that's all I got for this week's show. So with David Santola and Jay Schaefer, this is the Bagels and Locks podcast. And I hope you all have a great weekend and rest of the week. <laughs>